This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Brian, so we, we referenced a little bit the running game, and Michael Gelkin, I thought, had a, a really good article over at the Dallas Morning News. Uh, and it's something that speaks to this idea of, okay, what, what were the Cowboys? Did, did the Cowboys go into the negotiations with Tony Pollard last year with the best of intentions? When they, when they tagged him, did they have any real conviction about bringing him back long-term? Or was it, hey, we need a bridge here to kind of just get through some things and do something like that? It reads like, according to Michael Gelkin's article, that it was more about just trying to get by. Uh, you know, he he has the line here that finishes up the article where he's referencing Pollard as, as a potential reunion. He says, while Dallas could be amenable for a reunion at the right price, this is clearly a new day for the future at running back at the running back position. One in which, at least for the next few years, high priced contracts are reserved for other positions on the roster. That is not. Michael Gelkin just, you know, no. hey, this is a, some uh, no. kind of what I think. That's that's something that he's he's probably worked really hard to, yeah. to get the idea that that's a, a position that they're taking within the building right now. Right. So with that in mind, Brian, looking at this running game, how what what is your easiest fix for this? What is your investment for fixing this? Is your investment the same? Hey, let, let me let, I was going to say, is it is the it center. center? Yeah, it's the center. And it's it's the center. And it's the, it's the, and hope is a terrible thing to have. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Oh, I, I, I get but, totally but, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah hope, you don't want to I mean, hold and hope. You want to, <clears throat> excuse me, you're holding hope that your right tackle, his health has improved. That he's going to have an off season of working out and, and you know, and, and working with Duke and others and, you know, and getting himself back to the level that he was playing pre-knee injury. They need to address the center. They need to address the center. You know, and I, I, I mean, you watch the teams that are playing in the championship, you know, and you watch, say, the teams, the final four teams. You know, you watch a Creed Humphrey play. You know, you get it. You understand. Frank Ragnow playing. You get it. You know, you see what guys can do our guy at the Ravens I know the Ravens didn't run the ball they try, yeah the Linderbaum they didn't even try and run the ball but you get it when 
when the Dallas Cowboys were good, and, and I'm not, I'm talking about the two, uh, the 2016 when Dak first came into mm-hmm. the league. You look at Ron Leary, you look at Tyron Smith, you look at Zach Martin, you, you know, you look at uh, Doug Free, but the guy that, the guy that really, to me, was that, that difference maker guy, Travis Frederick. That, that was the guy. That was the guy that, that got second level blocks, got the down blocks, got the seal blocks, got the reach blocks. You know, that was the guy that was really doing a lot for your, for your offense. And, you know, Zeke helped. Zeke was a tremendous rookie runner, no question. But there was some physicality to which they played, you know, and they need to get back to that. They need to get back to that being able to control the middle of a defense and not be it, uh, you know, not be it, uh, you know, a, a problem where they don't get those second level blocks, where they don't get the reach blocks, where they don't, you know, they can't afford that anymore in the running game. So to me, the first thing I fix is the center. Then I then I work as hard to get my right tackle as healthy as possible. I you know make sure that my health of my my right guard who's a veteran and my left tackle if it's Tyron Smith, I make sure I understand their practice reps and stuff like that. I get that. You know I think Tyler Smith is going to be a is going to continue to be a damn good left guard. They need to fix the center. To me, that's it. And then. Now and then you look at the now you look at the the running backs and we talked about this on the draft show last week when we had Dane Brugler in. Mm-hmm. You know, where's the run? Dane Brugler says it's not a first round running back. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Brooks, who I looked at from the University of Texas, nice play. Coming off coming off a coming an off injury. a knee. Can you can you deal with that? Can you deal with that? Blake Corum, ton of carries at Michigan. Stayed right. around an extra year. Another guy with a history of knee. Another guy there. So you've got to figure this out with this this running game, with this, you know, the, whether it's the Notre Dame kid or, you know, you've got to figure it out with the back. But if you don't help, if you don't change the center or upgrade the center, then you get what you deserve. I don't care if you have Tony Dorsett or Walter Payton or whoever. You know, it doesn't matter. You've got to get that center taken care of. So that's my fix. Now, I'm interested in Bobby. I, I don't know if you've heard, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. Hit me. James Campen came on the street from Carolina, yep. the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Are we still, you know, Mike Solari? Are we still feeling good about Mike Solari? Does Mike Solari need to have, you know, like, hey, let's pay for your contract and you could go fishing again kind of a thing, you know? I mean, yeah, James, James Camp and, and, and Mike McCarthy have a big history together. Yeah. You know? And I wonder, do you know, what, do you bring him on as an assistant to the assistant? You, or you, you have history with James Camp. James Camp, when I started <laughs> with the Green Bay Packers in 1992, was our center. Yeah. You know, I like James Camp. Wonderful human being. But you know, you wonder do do they look at do they look at maybe the offensive line coach as something that could have gotten better, could have helped them in the running game? Very that that's very possible. Um, look, I mean, okay, so I don't know this with certainty. I would assume that uh, Solari is under contract. I, I don't know for sure. I would assume he is generally for one assistant. year more, right? 
yeah, generally assistant coaches are two years. Two deals. years, yeah. Um, and so he's been here for a year now. Uh, I will say that I, I know that there are a lot of people in the building who who like the way that he teaches and like the way that he cross trains guys and keeps them prepared for every sure. scenario to yeah. play across the line. So I do know that there's some, I don't know that they would naturally just say, Oh, let, let's do mm-hmm. this. But like you say, James it's a buddy. Camp and they went after, they tried yeah. to get James Campen when, and, and Carolina blocked the blocked the move. Yeah. And so, so, so it's, it's something that would make, it would definitely make some sense. Even if it is just as an assistant, um, yeah. you, you know, if it's somebody just coming in here to be an assistant offensive line coach or, or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. else they have set up there, that, that absolutely could be the case. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, there, there's, there's support for Solari, uh, I think for a, a lot of people, but when, when you've got a, a, an opportunity to bring in somebody that you've worked with before and you think really highly of, you may have to, to take that opportunity. Now, like you say, though, the suggestion I think is a good one that maybe it's just uh, they combo up on it. It's, it's definitely something that's worth watching. So we've talked a lot about the offensive line, the running right. game. Do you think that, assuming Dowdle's, Dowdle's out of contract, Pollard's out of contract, assuming those two go, um, what do you think the approach is for the Cowboys in terms of at the position? Do you think they felt like, hey, we kind of learned this year, we want to go back to the split? back system like we we want we want two guys sharing the load or do you think they say let's get a bell cow and let's get somebody else back behind to kind of change things up from time to time i think that i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I think they're, I think they're looking at, depending on, depending on what happens with Pollard. Does Pollard get an opportunity to go somewhere else? Does Rico go somewhere? I, I think there there's I think there's a place and and Skip Pete, I, I give Skip Pete, who's the running back coach with the Buccaneers, a lot of credit because mm-hmm. he's the one and you know, he's the one while he was here said you can't let Tony Pollard be the only guy. You he he can't be the featured guy. I mean, he was adamant about that. I mean, adamant about that. So you know, could I could I envision him coming back, uh, reduced money? Yes. I mean, look at the look at the names of the running backs that are in the free agent market right now. You know, Swift, Henry. I mean, there's several names. Barkley. Barkley. Yeah, there are several names now. You know, what's your budget? You know, are you are you willing to go? Are you willing to go? <laughs> You know, five million dollars on a back. You know, I mean, that's what it. it you know, where, where, where's your number? I know on our show on the on the G Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan, we went through those, and my guys were all talking about like a three million dollar budget. You know, they were looking at okay, three million dollar budget. Maybe you maybe you stretch that budget if you can go get a guy like Henry, who's got ninety touchdowns in his career. You know. Yeah. But maybe, maybe if you can get one of these veteran guys, and then you you pair him 
with, say, a Bucky Irvin from Oregon or Trey Benson from Florida State, you yeah. know, maybe, you know, uh, S-Time from, I think I'm saying his name right, from Notre Dame, you know. Hell, I watched this kid, Cody Schrader uh, from Missouri, the SEC's uh, leading rusher this year from Missouri. Yeah. Hell of a player. I mean, just catches the ball, runs over you. Trust me, you 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 know if you watch Corey Schrader play from Missouri, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But to me, that's kind of where that's kind of where I you know I mean the names are you know Allen from Wisconsin, Davis from Kentucky, you know they've got there's several backs. Are they first round backs? No, but they're backs that if you pair them with a veteran guy, that you could probably make this thing work. It's something definitely, I think, interesting to watch how they approach things in free agency, how they approach things in the draft. I think they definitely draft a running back. I, I, I think that's too. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they – I think they probably dra- – I think Tyler Biotish is, is not returning. No, I, um, I don't think so either. And so I, I think that they – you know, maybe they look to supplement with Hoffman and then they, you know, do they go draft somebody? You know, th- there's not a – at least that I've seen personally, I don't, I don't think there's a Linderbaum type. Um, I know, you know, you've got different guys out there that people are trying to make into centers like Graham Barton at Duke and different players like that. But it, it does make you wonder, okay, are you going to draft a center? Are you going to go sign a veteran free agent, let him compete with Brock Hoffman yeah. or, or get TJ Bass to play center. There yeah. are just a lot of things that the Cowboys have to figure out right up the middle in terms of right yeah, there at center I mean, and right behind the quarterback and, and the running back position. And I think that they're there's they're going to need to have a a clear line of thinking about this, and it all starts right now this week. I mean, it really started last week at the Shrine Bowl, but I mean, it starts this week as well, being in Mobile. And when you know Jerry and Stephen historically talk there, there's going to be a lot of messaging that I'm sure they'll have ready about their running game and how they want to change things. Yeah, I think though that to me, I think where you're really and and you can correct me on this, Bobby, and I said it again on my show today. Mm-hmm. Where we learn a lot about what the Cowboys are interested in doing, I think happens at the Combine. Yes. I think that's where we learn about what they're doing, what they're thinking about their football team. Yeah. You know, you can get some you, seeds we, this week. Yes. You'll, you'll hear, you'll be kind of, well, we need to be a little bit better here, there, and there, whatever. But when you, you'll really find out the direction, you know, when we had the Jerry Buss visit or, you know, you run into somebody, uh, you know, uh, on the way, over to Lucas Oil, you know, stadium. You run into somebody at a Starbucks or at three in the morning. St. Elmo's. Yeah, you run into somebody at three in the morning at Steak and Shake. Yeah. You know, that's where you learn about this football team. I I just, you know, I'm looking at these centers and, and, you know, depending on where they fall, like to say the the Powers Johnson kid from Oregon, probably a first-round player. You know, I know in Dane Brugler's mock draft, he got to Miami at 22. You know, it's mm-hmm. right ahead of you, you know, uh, Cedric Van Pam, uh, you know, the Georgia kid, you know, probably a third, fourth round type of a player. Zach Frazier from West Virginia, another guy, a little bit shorter, you know, a little bit about six, two and a half, you know, but super, super tough guy. You know, just you watch him throw guys around. I mean, there are some centers in this draft and they kind of come at some different levels. So. To me, if I'm the Cowboys, you know, I feel like you can go and get – Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon is a plug-and-play guy. Yeah, he's right good. Off the, 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I, so I actually watched him over the weekend. He's, yeah. I think he's a good player, and I would, I, I'd be interested in him at a certain point. I just, I don't think, I don't think a Linderbaum type here. I don't think there's that. No, guy no, that no, 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 not that kind of athletic ability. Sure, and and Linderbaum, Linderbaum, because of his positional value, was never going to go top ten. But like in a yeah. vacuum, he was a top ten talent in that. He draft. was no, but he was short. And that's right. the thing. And, 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 and he weighed 290 or whatever. Yeah. And the same thing can happen to, to Zach. I mean, Zach Frazier from West Virginia is, I think he's 310 pounds, but he's, you know, six, two and a half. I mean, but he's a powerful guy. You know, Van Parn is the Georgia kid. He plays too upright, too straight legged for me, you know? But the, the, the you, you mentioned the, you know, you mentioned the, the, the kid from Duke, you know, mm-hmm. what he, what he potentially can do. Um, you know, Barton. Barton. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's played, he's played, he's played center his freshman year at Duke. He's played all these positions at Duke, but you know, I, I think they can find, I think, you know, Dallas has done a really good job. If it's a first round, if they tag the guy as a first round lineman, they've been pretty plug and play there. You know, it's when they get in the third, fourth, fifth round that they might tag a guy and he's not necessarily the, that starter that you need. So, you know, I, I, I think that that's kind of a, you know, that to me, when we are talking about the running game and we're talking about the offensive line, you know, that's kind of where I would look to start, but I'm not going to force something there. I'm, I'm just not, you know, if the right guys there go for it. If not, this team's proven, proven to me that they can, they, they can, they can, take their stack and go off their stack and they're all right. You know, I don't know, you know, Mozzie, Mozzie might've been one of those, you know, and we've seen war room footage of that. Is that right? Footage, footage. Yeah. Footage, footage. Yeah. Footage uh, of, you know, will arguing with about Mozzie Smith, Matthew Bergeron. Yeah. There you go. You know, and in all actuality, they probably should have taken the guard from, uh, (laughs) from Florida. If you look at Torrance, the, the, Torrance, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, or, or maybe La, yeah, I know Laporta. The, Although Ferguson Laporta, was pretty good. Yeah, Laporta. I'm telling you what. Uh, give Mike McCarthy credit. I think him and Linda Wells. I think I'm reporting that correctly. They were they were on board with Laporta. We, remember, we were sitting the we're sitting Just, there the, Justin Stuckey, the uh, the, yeah, the Justin scout. Stuckey, there you go. Came yeah, into the, the came scouts. Into the, they do a nice he, job. They he really came in and told nice. us. Yeah, he yeah. came in and told us on uh, yeah. day three on the draft show on DallasCowboys.com. Yeah. He told us he was like, yeah. yeah, it hurt. It hurt a little to see Justin, or it hurt a little bit to yeah. see Sam Laporta. A lot of people were fans of his, and it it proved correct when you you see yeah. the way that he performed this year. Uh, you are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.